0: hi and welcome to the healthier podcast i'm sean
1: and my name is sona
0: and we are here to give you listeners as much value as possible so that everyone can live happier and healthier
1: lives and before we get started for today if you're a certified personal trainer or an instructor for example if you're if you teach martial arts yoga if you're a nutritionist and you are looking for clients Or if you'd like to get get connected to one of those professionals, please feel free to go over to healthier.org. That's healthier with a Y.
0: Perfect. Yes, sir. Okay. Our topic for today is productivity and tips on how to be more productive. So you want to start us off, Sona? Do you have some points that you wanna
1: all you definitely want to first of all I want to say first of all I'd uh, I'd want to say that uh, as as a person who's learning and growing every day these aren't productivity habits that I you know I've perfected or anything but these are things I am working on so we'll just start off with of that uh, i I don't claim to be an expert but these are definitely things that I feel like are helping me so I I want to start off with number 1 is controlling your emotions. A big part of someone being pro, uh just producing is being in control of your emotions, what you're thinking, um how you're portraying and just details on let's say how you're dealing with certain things. So let's say if you have a task, if you, you know, if you're overwhelmed, like take a break, you know, take a breather. Just that for an example so that's what i mean by control your emotions
0: No, i like it a lot um pretty much i guess just to add add on to that is when you you know have thoughts that uh, by controlling your thoughts um to go into more detail i think it's when you do get these thoughts of other things you just kind of have to one, like let them pass, like kind of don't dive into them because you're currently focused on a task. And one of the ways to help them pass is to just kind of say, okay, I'm going to address this later. Right now I'm committed to doing this one task. So I think that's perfect.
1: So almost um, like a focus, just like focus on what you're doing, complete it and then move on to the ne- next task.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone, I forgot what book it was, but, uh, I think it was mindfulness was a book that I read is when you do, when your mind does bring you away from a task, you bringing your mind back to it, that's like a rep in the gym. It's very easy at the beginning, but it's like a mental rep and over time you eventually get stronger and it's easier to bring yourself back to that task at hand. So it's, uh. I know it's frustrating because if you're like me and have like a scatter mind and always thinking of different things and you're full of ideas and oh, I got to do this and that and this and that, just know that when you do bring yourself back to it, like gently, don't beat yourself up. It does uh, help over time.
1: I can totally relate to that. You know, being a little scatter mind. and just have like all these thoughts running ahead. Like, cause what I want to do is what I want to do. Like just organize yourself. <laughs> and um, that brings, me to my second tip I had another tip uh, make fewer decisions so like throughout your day not necessarily as in decisions like important decisions but decisions that you know take a certain amount of mental capacity that you don't want to exert on you know useless decisions for example what am I gonna wear and bless you bless you chalk that up but uh you know, just just being mindful of like the the decisions you make for, for like I mentioned for example what am I going to wear today if you have a hundred different shoes just like I'm I'm gonna spend 10 minutes spending on like spending time on okay what shoes should I wear which shoes should I not wear so just that's just you know a small example I'm pretty sure we all have decisions like that that take up too much time from our day or too much mental capacity or too much brain power that you could apply elsewhere
0: yes i love that to add on actually for that uh like the shoes and the and the all so many options uh is to prep the night before uh i know i've struggled with this myself and i'm working on it is to pick out a shirt pick out your shoes before like take like literally 30 seconds just the night before be like all right i'm gonna wear that Take it, put it on the couch or, you know, your chair that everyone has that chair in their room. That's like the clove chair, clothing chair, uh, or a piece of furniture or part of your bed, but put it somewhere where you know that that's what I'm going to wear tomorrow. It saves you that mental energy in the morning where in the morning you're like, oh, I have to do this. And it's like, uh, you kind of start off your day already. All right. Bam. save my time. I'm ready. You get into routine, get in flow and, uh, definitely helps. So great point.
1: It's, it's funny how you mentioned that, I, I, first of all, I agree, and second of all, like, I, I started doing that especially for work because it's like, you know what you have to wear anyways, so why you know I spend that time in the morning just like scattering through looking for something. Um, well, you, you also mentioned you had something interesting to share, so I wanted to just get into that if you don't mind.
0: I do mind. I'm very offended. I uh, don't like where this is going at all. <laughs> no, I have, so I have five points. Um, did you want to finish your points, like all of them before I go into mine? Um, it's up to you.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. I I had two more. So one more was the 80-20 principle. I don't know if you have heard about it, but uh, it's something that I wanted to, you know, mention just in case a lot of the things that we do or things that even certain People do or certain businesses do can have this rule implemented to them I feel like so there's an 80 and 20 split and the idea behind it is that 20 percent of what you do 20 20 percent of the work you do is what creates 80 percent of your results so for example well even at work I've noticed uh, let's say when you go to work You know, you have all this extra work that you have to do just to take care of, like, let's say if it's legal stuff or just like watch my back stuff. And there's this other part that's actually making, you know, making the business or the company revenue. So it's like I'm spending this much to make most of my revenue, but I'm spending all this time taking care of, let's say, just paperwork, this, that, legal work, stuff like that. So I'm not saying that's not important, but that's not what creates that result. For example, it's needed for any business, but you know, it's not creating that exact profit or that immediate result that that 20% of let's say sales work or marketing brings that company in revenue. And, uh, also in, in just to, since I'm an investor, I want to bring this out too. for example, when you have different stocks, let's say, for example, I'm just going to take stocks. You have all these stocks, right? You have hundreds, thousands of stocks, indexes, all this. But when you really cut down to it, I feel like 20% of your stock portfolio, like 20%, like, you know, those big, big chunks, like, okay, these out of those hundreds of stocks, there's these one or two stocks that you pick that are like the game changer. You know, those, those are the ones that you know are going to make, make you that profit. So those are the ones you heavily invest in, right? And that's where that comes in. Like out of all these stocks, you have a small pick of stocks that make you that result that you're looking for. And I feel like that 80-20 principle can be used into that. Not necessarily, you know, 20% or 80%, but a mix of that.
0: Yes. That's a great analogy with uh, investing. It's true. It's what, like you said, the small amount that gets you the biggest result. And it's funny how sometimes we kind of put that off, right? We, we procrastinate because it's either, it's either hard or, or it can be intimidating because it is so important um, to pay attention to it. But I've learned from so many books, um, just reading and, and listening to a lot of uh, different podcasts and and successful people that if you face it head on first you feel so much better later on so if you tackle that 80 I'm sorry that 20 percent first you address it um, whether it be a problem or stocks to pay attention to or anything do that first get it out of the way and then even if you don't have time for anything else you know at least you could um, you completed That important part so at least your business or your job or your whatever your goal is long term you're working toward it instead of you know doing other things like the 80% which can be doing laundry or uh, doing the dishes or uh, which are things that you have to do but they're not the most important thing long term for your future Um, so yeah I love that point. Really good.
1: Wow, man. Uh, I feel like that goes into another productivity tip, which wasn't on my list, but uh, I'm just going to mention it briefly. Maybe it's on your list. It's to. What did you mention? I'm having a brain fart. (laughs) Uh, You just mentioned it. Certain
0: certain, uh, things to do first.
1: Right, right. So making your or like completing your most important tasks first in your day, rather than pushing them later uh, towards the end of the day. So uh, if you want to go into that later on, you can do that. Um, But I I had one more tip that I wanted to end with. It's called the Eisenhower Matrix. So I just have it here on this side. It's it's like a little matrix, uh, two by two matrix, and you have your urgent your non-urgent tasks, your important and your non-important. So let's say if it's urgent and important, you want to do it first. If it's important but not urgent, you want to plan it ahead. And then you have your urgent but not, uh, not important. You want to delegate these tasks. And then you have your fourth block, which is not urgent and not important. You just want to get rid of these. So you have this, you know, two by two square. You can just, like, categorize how your, I guess, your tasks um, fit into these boxes. And then you can delegate that way. That makes it easier for you. So just maybe a tip, a productivity habit that people can implement.
0: Do you have a drawing of it, Sona, in your notebook or no?
1: I do. Do have, uh, I have a drawing online. I could share my screen and show it. Or I do have this small sketch drawn out. I could pull that up too.
0: Yeah, um, either one. It's up to you. Whatever. You can share your screen if you want. If it's more clear to people watching. Um, for people that are listening, uh, we can put this as a link in the notes of the podcast. So you guys can check that out as well. And we'll also spell it out. Absolutely. I I think you said it was the Eisenhower. Did I?
1: Eisenhower matrix. Yep. Okay. So how about this? Um, You can cover your points. And in a sec, I'll just sketch it out really quick and share it on the screen.
0: So I have five points that will help you guys be more productive day to day. Um, Some of them may seem obvious, but some of them can really help you make that change. Some of them can help you reach the result that you guys want to reach, that you want to, you know, make a change in your life, or you're wondering why things aren't really going the way you want. Uh, It's these little changes that can really make a big difference long term, especially if you, you know, implement and stay consistent with them as much as you can. So (coughs) number one, you know, if you're taking notes, like, I love to take notes personally. So, number one is eliminate distractions. So, again, it may seem really obvious, but the big question is do we do it? Right? So, whether it be your phone, whether it be a person, you know, if there's someone around you, you can just politely tell them, hey, I'm sorry, I just really have to focus on this right now. I'll, I'll get, uh, we can talk in maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but I gotta focus on this. Um, any noise, make sure you guys cut out if it's bothering you, whether it be a fan, an uh, air conditioner, or anything like that. Eliminate all distractions. So that's number one. Number two is focus on one task at a time. I know, again, it might seem obvious, but we tend, especially myself, to want to multitask to do multiple things at the same time. To go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But in the long run, it's actually not as productive. I just read a study on this very thing where they took people and they took one half of the group and they had them do two things at once, go back and forth, and then they had another group focus on one thing until its completion and then the other thing until its completion. And they found that the second group actually got it done faster and had better quality rather than the first group of going back and forth, back and forth. So I know it is difficult, but like I mentioned before, the mental reps of just bringing yourself back to that one task until it's completed can definitely make you more productive in the long long run. And if you have multiple screens up, that's going back to number one is to eliminate one of those distractions because although they are a task it is a distraction from your immediate task at hand um again not perfect everyone has these times where they just have multiple things they got to do but just uh focus on one thing at a time uh sona if you want to add to either of those points definitely if you have anything
1: i i I just wanted to add because I can relate to that right at work. I feel like so, ma- so many things just come at you and uh, it's it's just like, it feels convenient to just go back and forth, back and forth, but I get what you're saying. You want to grab one task, complete it, and then move on to the next one.
0: Absolutely. And I'm working on this as well. Uh, I obviously scatter rain sometimes, so I, I bounce from thing to thing, but... I am working on reminding myself to go back and that's where the the reps come in. Um, So yeah, number three is make a commitment. So I have a quote here that I read from this book. Uh, I can give you the title of the book in a second. The quote is skip over the search for motivation and decide yourself into a commitment that creates sustainable drive. So, pretty much that we'll we'll do another podcast on motivation but a lot of times we're searching for the motivation when all we need is the commitment first sometimes we're like oh if only i had the motivation to do it then i would do it no no no. it's actually a misconception you need the commitment first and then as you're going through it the motivation comes and you start having these little wins and you start getting to a state where it's like okay this is good and then you get into you kind of motivate yourself and you find the motivation so make the commitment set a standard for example if you want to start reading set yourself a standard of 10 pages for example and say I'm committing to reading these 10 pages or reading for a certain amount of time like five minutes or 10 minutes whatever you can do start small too don't you know start you know I'm going to read an hour a day if you don't really read. That's too much. Start maybe five minutes. I'm going to read the whole book. Sona's going to read a whole book. So, next time we have a podcast, we're going to ask me to finish that book. So, (laughs) he's like, oh my God, I have to read a book now. Uh, So, right. Again, 10 pages, make a commitment. And then as you're going, you start to uh, find the motivation and it gets you into a, a flow state. So, Number four moving on to number four and then after this uh, Sona again I will ask you if you have any input so have an area that you constantly go to for a task so it helps get your brain attached to when you go to that area that's when you are going to do that task or you're gonna work on something so obviously at work that'd be your desk or if you It doesn't matter, you know, wherever you do your work, have a designated spot and try not to mix spots. Uh, I've learned this as well, like the couch, for example. You can choose the couch, but just try not to mix it with that's also the spot where you watch TV. Because then your brain is going to say, oh, shoot, I'm supposed, oh, man, I'm supposed to be watching TV right now. But no, this is where I do my work oh wait no this is where i watch tv so try to have that divide where you're on the couch you make a decision where that's going to be a place where you work on your stuff or where you watch tv but don't make it both so watch tv in another room maybe have the couch for your work or vice versa so you have anything to add on that sona
1: no that was a that was a great tip i feel like a lot of students I've seen, even in college when I used to go, that's a common, you know, thing that we do, so.
0: Thank you, yeah, no, definitely, yeah, definitely when I was in in college, I I really liked, and this might help people, is uh, go to library, I know now COVID, it's like so-so, but I'm pretty sure there are libraries that are open, um, that you can go to, or even a Starbucks, like you take your computer, go there, focus, come home, that's it. So moving on to tip number five, feed yourself positive thoughts as you go. You kind of have to encourage yourself. I know if you, if we make a mistake during our task or whatever we're doing, there can be this trigger to be like, oh, idiot, oh, stupid, or like, why'd you mess up? You've messed up before and all this stuff. But I want you guys to make a list of the opposite or challenging that belief or that thing that you always say for example if you're like oh i messed up again oh my god here here we go again stupid like all right wait a second are you stupid or did you just make a mistake because even the smartest people in the world warren buffett jeff bezos like they all talk about how many mistakes they made and actually it is the foundation for all success in the world. So if you made a mistake, it's a good thing. It's a fine thing if you learn from it. So that is definitely something that you gotta do is is feed yourself positive thoughts. Encourage yourselves like, all right, I'm gonna make a note of this. I made a mistake, let's move on, or you're doing great, or celebrate those small wins. Like if you complete a task in your day, reward yourself By saying that was a good job nice job you did it feel good about it take a second that way it kind of creates a neural pathway in your brain that's a more positive pathway and obviously if you've had a lot of negative or you're you've been going down that negative way for a while it might take a little bit of time to to go down that positive path but it's just a way to help you throughout your day even if you out of the five times that you you know, uh, make a mistake throughout the day, or or you have to do something and you talk negative to yourself. If two out of the five, you're able to catch yourself and say, "I oh, know that was a good job. I call myself nice job. I feel good. Good job." That can make a big difference long term, and it's better than the whole day. You're just kind of hard on yourself. So, yeah, that is number five, Sona. Do you, have anything on, uh, do you have anything on those last couple tips you'd like to add?
1: No, man, that was good. That was really good. I mean, what can I say that hasn't been said by you? That was good advice, great advice. Um, a lot of good learning points, like Sean said. If, if you wanted to, please take notes. I was definitely taking some side notes. And uh, I just wanted to mention the little sketch before. From before, this is what we were discussing. So you can see it's just a quick four by four. You have your not important, your important, your urgent, and your not non-urgent tasks. And then you have, you know, you could do them, you could plan them, you could delegate your tasks, or you could dump them. So that's just a quick sketch.
0: I love it. That's really good. I like that a lot. I hope people. uh took note of that um again for the people that are listening we will have a link to either uh the sketch itself or we'll find a way to get you guys that drawing um or you can all you can also google it um as well the eisenhower matrix right
1: yes yes okay cool
0: awesome all right i think that was really quick I think that was solid.
1: Yeah, okay. it feels It was, it was about 20 or so minutes.
0: That's perfect, I think. Uh, so we'll, we'll finish up with our, our questions that we normally have. Um, so, Sona, I will ask you first, my friend, what is one book or resource that you would recommend for people to get healthier? Oh shit, I muted
1: you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not no, no, it's out. okay. It's okay. I... I thought
0: I muted myself, but I muted you. So sorry.
1: It's all good. It's all good. So, uh one one resource I would definitely is if if you're if you're someone like me who's interested in finance or just like likes to stay up uh, stay updated on financial news i would definitely check out yahoo finance just because it's a great resource and not a lot i feel like not a lot of people use it there's just so much on there that you could access quickly a lot about uh investing about what's going on in terms of financial markets the global markets and just a quick resource that i feel like anybody can use they want to stay updated.
0: That's really good tip, man. I like it that, uh, yeah, uh, a big part of, of, you know, healthier is all areas of life, right? We obviously on the website have fitness professionals, the, the platform, I I'm starting to call it now because it really is a a platform. Um, it, the, the brand itself and and our mission and it, it represents holistic success, um, to become healthier in every area of your life right so that includes obviously fitness your physical health your your mental health nutrition um, I guess goes under physical but financial as well so physical mental financial spiritual and relationships as well so definitely a great tip. Very, very good tip. So I'll ask you one more question as well. What is one tip that people can take with them? It could be an actionable step or just a general tip to become healthier.
1: So one tip that I want to give, which I actually learned this week, I I wouldn't say learned, but I I get reminded, of these things and it's definitely a good thing to get reminded of these things but where I work the people who I work with and they're very entrepreneurial they have this entrepreneur mindset and then the way they work with people for example me they work as where you know partners working on one goal which is good It, it doesn't have that you know job feeling to it almost but the whole idea behind it uh the reason why I'm Saying that is because Paul my uh, my boss technically he told me that my goal is for you to fail as many times to make mistakes to keep making mistakes why so I could learn so he knows that you know I I'm an engineer and, and I like you know I, I like engineering, I like physics so and I like learning stuff so I, I and I conveyed that to him I, I conveyed that I like to learn so he told me, so what I want you to do is keep making mistakes and that's how you'll learn. So I want to encourage you guys to not be afraid to make mistakes.
0: I love that. That's a great tip, uh, making mistakes. Like like I mentioned before, is the foundation for, for all success. And Paul sounds like a very, very, um, I don't know him personally, but he sounds like a, a very smart man in terms of business. And, and it was very nice of him to give, give you give you those tips so thank you
1: no absolutely and uh, I appreciate that he gave me those tips he gave me many more tips which uh, I'll probably you know I'll probably discuss later on but other than that I want to ask you what's uh, one tip or I'll, I'll rephrase it um, what's this one thing that you learned this week actually that would help our audience live a healthier life this week I want recent stuff
0: oh my God, Sona, you're killing me here. I have to learn every week now? Jesus. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, okay. So something uh, that's really important that if there are parents watching or teachers or anybody dealing with children in any fashion, um, this can even be applied to anybody, honestly. But... Uh, I read this in Mindset by Carol Dweck, which is the book, which is the tip of uh, the next question. That's what. what's the book that this is the book. Mindset by Carol Dweck. So in that book, she talks about praise, when you praise kids specifically. So it's super important because I work with kids for years and they're amazing. They're so smart. They're very, their minds are very, um, it's like a sponge. Um, so you got to watch what you say and how you say it and what you praise because that's what they're going to pay attention to. So a lot of times we praise good grades. We, we praise talent. Oh, he's so talented. Oh, he's so smart. Or you're so smart. You're so talented. That's actually wrong. That's not what we should do. That's not what parents should do. I know it goes against everything that some parents think about they're like what the, what what do I say if I if my brother or my my son or my daughter gets a good grade here's what you do you praise the effort and the learning and you talk about the learning and you talk about the effort. So for example if a kid got is happy because they got a ninety or you know they got a good grade you you say something like Wow I know how much you study I know the way you studied, I know the time that you took to make index cards, that really makes me proud that you took all that time, you put in that effort, so it makes sense that you did so well. So something along those lines, there's the whole list of them in that book, I don't have the book on me right now, otherwise I'd read them, but she gives like a whole list of how you should praise and talk about the learning and even ask them questions to say like, oh, what, so if they didn't do good, for example, you say, okay, let's talk about how you learned and maybe I can help you learn. And obviously don't put them down. Uh, actually, there's one thing that uh, an example, I'll make it really quick, is a story that she told in the book where this girl was at a gymnastics tournament and you know, it was her father was there and she got fifth place. So she didn't get a ribbon, You know, top three, get the ribbon, get the first second, third, she got fifth. She was disappointed. And there are five uh, she Carol Dweck gives us five options. She's like, what would you say? And you can go ahead and read those five, but pretty much what you should do was tell her that she in the nice way, number five was just written, she didn't deserve it. Right, and I didn't think to choose that. I was like, well, "You don't just tell her that, but you do in a corrective, um, in a constructive feedback way, because they have to know that what they did was not good enough." We can't just, "Oh no, you're you're good enough." Oh, oh, you, you can. There, a few of them was like, "You place blame. You blame the the coaches. You blame the the people. Um, you say you'll get them next time." but it's actually those are wrong you have to give the constructive criticism like no like they worked harder than you they put in more hours they you know they practiced more they worked with this coach they did this so all right how can we do the same thing or how can we do what they did so that we can get the same result obviously Not saying that their ability is bad or they're not talented or you really don't want to talk about talent at all too much. She makes a point of that because if people think, if kids think they're talented, then when they don't perform, they think they're not talented. And they think it's a fixed thing, but nothing's fixed. It's all learnable. So I know that was a long winded answer, but it's, it's, I'm very passionate about it because kids are everything. It's because of their age right they're so moldable and if you praise their grade and they don't get that grade they think they can't get that grade so it's a very very important thing that i hope uh people take note of i'm taking note of as well so that was a long-winded answer but great question
1: no i i love i love that i love what you had to share and you know a lot of people wouldn't like you said a lot of people wouldn't think to just you know say that like no you didn't deserve it like like that did sound harsh but uh i i see what you're saying i see what you're saying behind it she,
0: sorry uh she makes a point to say you don't you don't it, it's the way you say you know you don't straight up say it, you didn't deserve it like you want to be constructive about it. okay well they did this work so they got that result maybe we have to just work a little harder um things of of that nature but yeah yeah thank you i appreciate that sir
1: no, you got to find out what they did and do it better, right? <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. And encourage, like nothing's negative. You know, are not going to beat anybody up regardless of what they did. Uh, it's just focusing on what can we do going forward. So, Definitely. yeah. All right. I think that is the end of our podcast. Everybody, we'd like to thank you, each and every one of you. I'm feeling very happy, very positive. And so thankful for my co-host, Mr. Sona. He is absolutely amazing. And I'm so thankful to be doing this with him. I'm thankful for each and every one of you for listening and watching if you're watching this. Thank you so much. Make sure to, you know, find us on Instagram and all the social medias and subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, Sona, you have anything to add, my friend?
1: No, just like you said, I want to thank you for, you know, making it here. I know you've been feeling under the weather. So thank you for, you know, commi- committing to this. Thank you for everyone listening and we'll wrap it up. I'll see you guys on the next one, right?
0: Yeah. I will see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye.